Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so excited about today's guest. We have Tara Goslink. She specializes in helping busy moms achieve the body and mindset they want without giving up the food and lifestyle they love. Who doesn't want that? (laughs) She's a mother of three young boys and understands the challenges of balancing a busy lifestyle with a desire for improved physical and mental health. And so she's developed this amazing method called the Fit Mom Method. And it was such a pleasure to have Tara on. In this episode, we tackled, obviously, what life is like as a busy mom of three boys, organizing herself so that she can be present and patient with them and also do what she needs to do as a business owner and have clients. We talk about the desire to have that improved version of yourself whilst also really connecting to accepting where you're at. We talk about the importance of habits, the fact that fad diets and, you know, a one-time method is not a real thing and to have sustainable lasting change it does take time it does take effort and the best way to do it is with accountability and so that's one of the big things she offers in her program we also towards the end it was a beautiful moment where she gets emotional when i asked her to talk about change that she's seen for one of her clients and it was truly hard to hold back the tears on my end and just so beautiful to hear one, how much she cares, but also just the story and what it meant. So I'm sure you're going to love this podcast. Before we get into the episode, I'm so excited to tell you that I have been adding more dates for my Reiki healing sessions. So if you're in the Bay Area, and are curious to get some Reiki healing, I'll add in uh, the link in the show notes. And so you can book your session if you have questions about it and you want to email or write me, DM me on Instagram, please do. Reiki has truly been this magical, magical, magical moment or magical gift of, yeah, just seeing the healing that can be done for myself. Uh, Firstly, that's how I was brought into it. And then for other people. And so I've been just so grateful for the practice. And it's been really, really beautiful journey from that very first time I had Reiki, which was actually from my mom with my first heartbreak. So I was 21, something like that. And then to see that 10 years later, I'm now a Reiki master and doing it myself. So it's a pretty cool full circle. I'm also opening more opportunities for anybody who's looking for the Vitality Coaching Program. So if you have been looking to get your energy back and connect to that deep intuition that you have within, 
write me. Again, you can DM me on Instagram or email me just the word vitality and I can send you more information and we can kind of, if you're on Instagram, I love to voice note exchange just to kind of even see if it's a good fit or something that uh, you would like to embark on because it is a journey. That's for sure. All right. And now without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so excited to have Tara Gosling here. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Excited to dive into all things. Um, Before we do, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, kind of explain to the listeners who you are, how you got here, um, your journey to the amazing work that you're doing now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, where do I begin? (laughs) So I'm Canadian. I have been living in Australia for 12 years now. I'm a mom of three boys, eight, six, and three. So as you can imagine, I am, (laughs) yeah, quite busy with them. (laughs) It's great. Love being a mom of boys. I met my husband in Whistler, in like just close to Vancouver um, in 2005, had this long distance relationship for a while, eventually moved over to Australia, struggled with my own health and weight. And this is pre-kids. And then you throw kids into the mix. I'm kind of giving you like the condensed version (laughs) of it, but you, things happen and you know, you have kids and you have your struggles. And it wasn't until I sort of put everything together and realize it wasn't just one thing that I needed to change, one Mm. diet, one, you know, one exercise. That's when I realized that I could get those results. And so I started changing my habits and changing my mindset. And that's really how Fitma Method started was because I found this way to have sustainable results Mm. long-term. And I was like, hang on a minute. It's not those quick fixes. It's not shreds. It's more Mm -hmm. than that. And so I I created Fit My Method because I had amazing results from doing these things. And I then wanted to help other women. So that's sort of how it started in a nutshell. Um, Obviously, it's been years in in the making, but I've had Fit My Method for, I think, Almost five years. I love it. That's amazing. And before we get into really Fitma Method and what it is, what was your journey or career like beforehand? Was fitness and like, were you into this world or was it really just what you were experiencing personally? Well, a little bit of both. Just going into my background, I did ballet and jazz for most mm-hmm. of my childhood and into my teens. And I really, it wasn't until I wanted to buy a car when I was about 17, 18. And my parents were like, well, you need to buy your own car and you need to go to work. (laughs) So I was like, well, I can't dance after school anymore. Like I need to get a job. Mm. So that was my driver to, to quit dancing and buy my own car. So then I, yeah, I guess I had always had this like passion to feel good and move my body because that was just ingrained in me from such a young age. But would I say my family was healthy and worked out? Mm. No. So like this was, it's a kind of a strange transition for me because I grew up with it as a dancer, but my family Mm -hmm. wasn't healthy or involved in that sort of thing. So 
then as my, like went into my teens, um, and you started dabbling with cardio and running and I went through a really hard time with my parents splitting mm-hmm. up. And I found that if I went for a run, I could forget about mm-hmm. what was happening. So I really took up running. Did I think I was ever going to be a runner? No. Am I a runner now? <laughs> no. And that's probably why I don't enjoy it. Cause I associate mm-hmm. that with such a struggle right. in my life. So as the years progressed, um, I then went traveling just to, I guess, escape what was happening at home. And not that it was like, you know, a violent household. It was yeah. just emotionally draining. And so I didn't know what else to do other than to travel. So I left. And then when I came back, I was like, well, you know what? I should go to the gym. Like, it seems like a fun hobby. I'm single. Like, <laughs> Maybe I can meet somebody <laughs> at the gym. And I started lifting weights and that made me feel really mm-hmm. good. But then I had this whole mentality of, well, I want to look a certain way. So I need to not eat mm-hmm. food. <laughs> so that was the whole other flip side. Then I went traveling again and it was just this like up and down, up and down, like, I didn't know another mm-hmm. way to feel good other than to restrict myself. So there was a lot of, I guess, mental health issues going on that mm-hmm. I never really addressed until later on. But as for fitness, the answer to the question is, I think it, I always love to feel good and move my body. But now how I got into you know, weight training now is to feel strong and to feel healthy, not to do it because I hated myself or hated a situation. It's to literally just feel better and be stronger. So yeah, I've always had a sort of background in some sort of movement, but it wasn't until the later years that I found what really, what mm, really worked. That's me. amazing. I love that. I really resonate with the aspect of having a little bit of some mental health things in terms of food. I for many years went through a lot of, and our listeners know this because I talk a lot about this, but a big gut health journey. And I went through first the Western medicine, which was like, you're perfect. Everything's good. And then I went the functional medicine, which was like, okay, here's, you know, you have this and this and this and this and this and this. Let's get you on elimination diets. And I was on elimination diets for like two years on and off. And it was also the year that I was getting married. And so, um, you know, had a like picture of what I wanted to look like in my wedding dress and wanted to get rid of the bloating and all these things. And well, I'm this year is really the years that I that I'm uncovering how unhealthy that relationship was. Can you talk about the importance of building a healthy lifestyle without that intensity of restrictive dieting? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, what you're saying about the elimination diet, there's a time and place for that. I mean, if you have celiac or you're lactose intolerant and you just, your body physically can't take it. But I think a lot of the time people are so quick to go, I'm cutting out carbs or I'm cutting out this because someone else Mm -hmm. did that and had amazing Mm -hmm. results. But when you're cutting out an entire macronutrient, you're essentially cutting out calories. So you're going to see results, but they're not the results that are going to be sustainable because I don't know about you, but I love Mm -hmm. having bread. I love having rats. (laughs) I love having going out and not worrying about what I'm eating. And until people understand that you don't need to cut anything out unless you medically Mm -hmm. have to, that's when everything Mm -hmm. will shift. And that's when, you know, my clients are seeing those shifts because in the past they've done keto or they've done 
you know, paleo, or they're like, oh, I'm going to be vegan for a bit or whatever it is. And which is fine. I'm not throwing shade mm-hmm. on any of those. It's whatever you choose to do, but you don't have to do that to see results. And when you stop eliminating, you start gaining, like you start having that food freedom. And that is my, my goal for all of my clients and women in general is to have food freedom and not look at foods and go, that's inherently good or bad. It's just more nutritious or less Mm, nutritious. I love that. Oh my gosh. Food freedom. I think it's such a, it's interesting because I feel like it's become a little bit of a buzzword, but the way that you described it and explain it, I feel Mm. like, yes, this is where we need to get to. So tell us what is, you know, in a few words, the fit mom method, how did you come up with it? How did you build it? You said it comes from personal experience. Yeah. How does it, what does it look like? Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's funny because like until I talk about it, I don't, I don't really reflect that often about where I came from to where I am now. And it's it's interesting because it has grown organically. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I first started, it was helping women lose weight and exercise effectively. And over the years, it's grown into so much more, probably because I've grown yeah. so much more. And where I was, you know, 10 years ago, pre-children to where I am now is completely different. And in another five, 10 years, I'll be completely different, right? And it's just building on, you know, myself and helping my clients with their experiences and their stories. And the longer I do this, the more knowledge I get, and therefore it translates into my business. And so, yeah, I would say it started organically from me going, hey, I've struggled so much. I never asked for help. Oh, I always thought I could do it on my own, which was probably just a new mom thing, you know, thinking I, I can't ask for help. I've got this, you know, because in the past I, I'd always been quite, you know, organized and routined. And then you throw a new baby in the mix and you still feel like you should be that way. And you, you wonder why you weren't achieving the things that you mm-hmm. were achieving. And it's like, well, hey, you've had a baby. And people will tell me that. They say, hey, you just need to like relax a little bit. Like you've just had a baby. But when you think that you Mm -hmm. can do it all. It's yeah, no one can really tell you anything until you've taken a step back and you look and you reflect and you look at yourself from where you were and you're like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Yeah, I I just needed to chill out a bit. But yeah, so it has it has grown organically through my own experiences and what actually works Mm. and really helping women lose that quick fix mentality because it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. long term. Yeah, 100%. Um, I love that you said it's evolved kind of with you as you've evolved. I think that's true for so many creators of programs and like one-on-one coaching and these things. I'm curious, I know at the beginning you said it was really, you know, losing weight and how has mindset and habits building come into the program and and the work that you do? Well, I think... A big part of it, well, I know a big part of it is women really, they want those quick fixes and they want results fast, right? And it's great to have these goals, but without the habits and the strong mindset, you are going to struggle to to get to those goals. Or if you reach that goal, you're going to struggle to keep those results. And so I dive heavily into habits and mindset because it is what we need. And it's a lot of the time what people Mm -hmm. overlook. And it's not about, okay, I need to you know, 
prep a bunch of meals and that's my habit each week. It's like, no, let's start really, really small and build on those habits. And you feel them because you are achieving rather than biting up more than you can chew and having this big, crazy goal and not being able to achieve it because you haven't broken it down and looked at what you actually need to do in order to get there. And it's not always sexy and people think, yeah, but that doesn't seem like much. But those habits, they don't seem like much, but they all build on each other to get to your goal. Like think of it as, you know, stairs, Mm -hmm. like you look at one, you're like, mm, that's just one step. But when you do them over and over and over and over, you'll reach mm-hmm. that goal. And I love working with women because a lot of the time, you know, they think that when they're starting something new or they, they're starting quote unquote a diet, it's going to be hard because they've always restricted themselves in the past and they're going into it going, okay, it's the right time now. I've got three weeks to shred. Everything's, yep, all the stars are aligning. Let's do it. And then something happens and they fall Mm -hmm. off the wagon and they beat themselves up and then they look for the next best thing. And they're like, okay, well, this one sounds good because, you know, my next door neighbor did this and it worked for her. And then they start that and they do it and then they fall off again. But it really, it doesn't matter what you do. There's a million diets out there. There's a million training programs out there, right? But unless you have those solid Mm -hmm. habits along the way, nothing's Mm going to last. I help women understand that and go, you know what? It doesn't matter what you do, whether you do my program or someone else's program. If you don't have those solid habits built along the way, you're not going to keep those results anyway. I think in the age of social media, it's become harder and harder to not want a quick fix. I feel like you see it so much Mm -hmm. out there or, you know, brands are coming up with like, oh, this thing is going to whatever. So how do you talk to, in this case, moms about the fact that these things do take time. And also I'm guessing it takes different amount of time for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm very honest and real and I explain it in a way that, you know, I'm not selling a quick fix. I'm not selling some shiny object that sounds really sexy. I'm selling real results and real results take time. And If you go into something thinking that your timeline is the same as your next door neighbor or your best friend, then you've already missed the mark, right? So you're in your own, I know it sounds so cliche, but you're running your own race, you're in your own lane. And when you have that mentality of, I'm doing this for me, I'm still going to get there in the end. It could take me twice as long as someone else, but we all have different lives. And this is why I love working with so many different women is because Mm -hmm. we're all different. I'm different Mm -hmm. than you your neighbor is different than that neighbor. Like we all have different schedules, number of children, no children, hours we work, side hustles. Like there's so many different things going on, hobbies, right? So we have to look at our own life and go, okay, what can I realistically Mm -hmm. achieve this week? And stick to that plan because when you're consistent, that's when the results will happen. Yeah. I love that. Um, another aspect of kind of losing weight, especially I haven't had kids yet, but I feel like there's so much of this conversation of like postpartum, you're supposed to look a certain way, shed the weight a certain time. I was recently in London having lunch with a friend and I cannot believe this happened. She was two months postpartum and a friend of theirs, who's a guy was like, Oh, are you pregnant again? (laughs) Oh my God. Like, no, I literally just had a baby. (laughs) It's like, here, here's my baby. (laughs) And and this is why women have babies. (laughs) She was very kind about it and telling the story of like, you know, he was so not around kids and like all these things. But, and I can't remember exactly how long, uh, how much postpartum she was. I was like, just shocked that even being 
a thing. And I think there is this thought of like, oh, well, yeah, when the baby goes, the weight's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's real. And it's like, I feel like society is getting a little bit better with, you know, body image and loving your body. And, but we still have such a long Mm -hmm. way to go. And I feel like women, we put so much pressure on ourselves, And really, like if, if I can compare baby one to baby three and how I viewed postpartum compared to my last pregnancy and postpartum, it's completely different. Like the first baby, I was like, okay, so I've got to get back to routine, you know, structure. And I think because I had no routine or structure with a newborn, I was looking for that. And I, and I found it within myself, quote unquote, found it within myself because I was too hard on myself. I was like, I need to go for a walk. And I remember I had an emergency cesarean with my first. And I remember it was like three days postpartum. And I was like, I need to go for a walk. I need to get outside. And I think it was for my own mental health. Like I just needed to see like trees and stuff and not be in my four walls. Because as you know, it's the first time you've ever had a baby and you don't know what to expect. And it's quite lonely. My husband went back to work five days after I gave birth. And... I just remember just being like, oh my gosh, I need to find routine. I need to find something to do because, and it was focusing on myself as, as a woman and I need to get my body back and all of this. And it gave me something to focus on other than a crying baby because he had a lot of colic. And I mean, that's another story, but it was just, it gave Mm -hmm. me a focus, but it was an unhealthy Mm -hmm. focus. And then baby two, I feel like I just didn't have enough time (laughs) because I had them 18 months apart. So my own physical appearance did go on the back burner and it wasn't my focus, but lo and behold, because that wasn't my focus, it happened Mm. anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, I got healthy, I got stronger eventually, but I didn't have that pressure on myself that I had previously. And then baby number three, I really just focused on wanting to get stronger. I was like, Hey, I'm done having babies. I can really focus on getting stronger in the gym. And I had a realistic expectation of how long it would take. And it took longer, (laughs) but it was still like, I didn't have this whole like bounce back, come back mentality anymore because my babies were my focus. And I think that just comes with experience and you know, having multiple children, the focus does come off of how you look to Mm -hmm. how you feel, the energy you have, how strong you are, how you can keep Mm -hmm. up with your kids. All of that really becomes the focus. And that's what I love coaching women about is, you know, when you stop focusing on that scale and focusing on that (laughs) number that nobody else knows but you, everything will change. And it's not about Mm -hmm. aesthetics. That will happen anyway. If we focus on getting stronger and healthier, it all comes into play. I love that. I love the idea of getting stronger to like keep up with your kids and just have the energy to, yeah, live the life that is a reality when you have three little boys um, running around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to be energetic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have nine nieces and nephews, so I have three siblings and they all have three kids. So whenever wow. we get together, it is. And I think six of them are under seven or seven and under. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, I love it. It's so fun because I get to have it for a short amount of time and then be like, bye. <laughs> and then miss them so much but yeah it's beautiful so I want to talk about juggling life and uh, as a mom and business but before we get to that you talked about something 
which saying that society is getting better at like body image and acceptance. And I wonder how do you handle whether it's like yourself or other people coming to you? Yes, accepting where you're at and also wanting to change it and wanting to have results. Yeah, I think it's up to the woman as a woman, how you want to go about it. I'm really big when the word self-care, right? It's not about bubble baths and massages. It's about taking care of yourself so you can take care of your family. And it's not selfish to take care of yourself. And I think this is the gap that a lot of people are missing is when they think of self-care, they think of, oh, I'm a mom, I'm a woman. I, you know, I have to take care of my family. I definitely come last. But The thing is, you want to give the best of you, not the rest of you. And when you can do those little things to put yourself first, and it's not, yeah, like I said, it's not about leaving the family so you can go have a bath or leaving the family so you can go for a massage. It's doing those little things for yourself so you are a more patient mom, so you're you're less irritable, so you are present because... That's what self-care is to me, is making sure that I'm organized and sort of all my ducks are in a row Mm -hmm. most of the time. (laughs) There's a few stray ones, but for the most part, it's taking care of yourself in a way that you can show up for your family as well. And yeah, that's, I think society is sort of missing that and wanting to better yourself isn't a bad thing, right? We all want more energy. We all want to feel better. We all want our clothes to fit. We all want to gain that confidence. And I'm really big on people go, oh, but how do you gain confidence? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's effort. You don't just wake up and go, I'm confident. You feel confident and you become confident from putting in the effort, from showing up, from putting in the effort to get stronger, for putting in the effort to be healthier. And then that that breeds mm-hmm. confidence. It's just like, you know, uh, action breeds mm-hmm. motivation. It's not just mm-hmm. given to you. Yeah. It's earned. And I think that's where the confidence comes is because these women, they're like, I'm putting in the effort and I'm gaining all this confidence and nobody can take that away from me because Mm -hmm. I earned it. I did this myself. And therefore you have this confidence, you've earned it. And now you're showing up better to your own family because you're feeling good about yourself. And to me, that is self-care. And that's what society, I think, is missing when they think of women wanting to better themselves, like it's not so much about does she need to, it's not a, an aesthetic thing. It's mm-hmm. how do we feel and how can we show yeah, up for our families? And how can we do that consistently so that, yeah. And, and I liked what you said of, it is hard work. It's not easy. And it's not that pill or that smoothie or that whatever, which social media makes it out to be that it's that quick fix. Um, if it was that one quick fix or that one diet, we would all be on it <laughs> or have been on it for a long time already. Yeah, exactly. It's not just one thing. It's so many, there's so many different things. But when that all comes together, you realize, okay, isn't just one thing. It's an accumulation of everything. And this is why oh, there are lasting results in my program because the women that I coach, they realize, okay, it's not just diet. It's not just exercise. It's my habits. It's my organization. It's my mindset. It's my mental health. It's realizing that it's not an all or nothing approach. I'm going to have good days. I'm going to have harder days. I'm going to have slower days, but I'm going to have days and they're all going to be different. And if we expect to go into something thinking that we're going to succeed linearly, like just go skyrocket and here's my results, then you're forever going to be frustrated. You're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be those peaks and the valleys. And 
it's helping you overcome those obstacles and being around other women that are going through the same journey and myself included, like the accountability and support that I give my clients, they can reach out to me seven days a week if they want, share their struggles, share their wins, and we can talk about it. And there's no obstacle that comes up that we can't Mm. get through. And a lot of the time, women can, can get to obstacles and they want to give up. And when it gets hard, they go, you know what? too hard but having somebody on their side to go hey you can do this let's just pull it back a little bit you have a few days it's rough patch your kid's sick or you're sick or you know you're going away for a few days let's just pull it back for a bit but hey when you're back Mm -hmm. let's keep going but having that support along the way makes all the difference that's another component about how fit my method started is I didn't have accountability and support when Mm. I was struggling and trying to make these changes. And I tried to rely on my husband and that didn't work because he's like, you're fine just the way you are. I want to change. I want to better myself. But if you don't have that accountability, it's really, really hard. And as women, I think we think that we should be able to do it all like myself in the past. And when I swallowed that pride and went, I need help. Like I can get somebody to help me with this. Mm -hmm. That's when it all changed. And I started showing up better for myself when I had someone Mm -hmm. to show up to. I love that. Yes. Our dear husbands, we love them for the support, but it's, (laughs) they're not going to necessarily help in that way. I love that. So how are you juggling life as a mom of three and starting a business? Did you start this? Well, I don't know exactly when you started it actually. Yeah. So it's kind of, I I started it after my second son. He's six now. And so I got certified as a personal trainer while he was, the time was a bit fuzzy. I think it was while he was a toddler or baby. I'm pretty, no, maybe, I don't, I feel like he was really little, like Mm -hmm. maybe nine months or 12 months, something like that. He was really little. And I was like, you know what? I want to get certified as a personal trainer. Let's turn this passion into something. So And once again, I was probably just trying to find a focus that was not just children. And because I was a stay-at-home mom at the time and my husband was working overseas, I had to have a job that I either I did at home or not work at all. And I've always been a worker. Like from 14, I've had a job. So I've always had a job. So being a stay-at-home mom, nothing against stay-at-home moms. I'm a part-time stay-at-home mom, but... I wanted more. And so before I got pregnant with my first, I was working at a hospital in the marketing and events department and working as a graphic designer. And that was great. But once I got pregnant, I wasn't going to go back to that job because it was just a bit out of town from where Mm -hmm. we lived. And yeah, so I, I got fast forward a little bit, got certified as a personal trainer. And then that's when I was like, okay, so I need to make some changes. I need to better myself. And then I started coaching. So people were going, oh, but, you know, how how are you doing this? Like, what what are you doing? Like, you're working out, you're you're eating all this normal food, like you're still having drinks, like, how are you doing this? And so that's when I started coaching a small handful of women. And it then just organically grew from there. But now juggling with three... I feel like because I have systems in place and strong habits and routine and I've been doing Fit My Method for a while, it's become Mm -hmm. a lot easier having (laughs) multiple children. It definitely is a juggle and each week does look different. But when we can look at each week and go, okay, so how can I plan accordingly? You know, what Mm -hmm. do we have on? What does my work schedule look like? 
what podcast am I on? You know, it's just, it's really just organization and planning because if you don't plan those things, oh, it's chaos. And you can't go into each day going, what do I have on today? What are we going to have for dinner? Like our week is very structured and organized because there's a lot of moving parts. My kids do multiple extracurricular activities. I'm working from home. They're still at daycare and school and I have school pickup and drop off and all of these things. And if I don't have that structure, everything Mm -hmm. does fall apart. So Yeah, it definitely is a juggle, but we make it work. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, I mean, we have moms that listen to this podcast and I have some moms in my close circle. And I think there is also different stages, right? As you said earlier of like, you mentioned it in smaller moments of like, okay, you're sick or you have this trip. I also think there is just stages of how young your kids are and there's a time to focus Mm -hmm. on certain things and a time to you know, give yourself that grace to be like, okay, we're going to be focusing on this in some months or like once I have a little bit more space. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you change all the time. Your kids get older as they go through different stages, you're going through different stages and there are definitely much harder stages than others. Like we, I feel like we just came out of one of the hardest stages Um, And that was my son being, you know, two years old and my other son being five and my other son being six and just that combination of age. And then also, too, when I had, I think Austin was maybe 10, 11, 12 months old. And then my second was three. So like a little three-nager. That was really hard because my youngest one didn't understand. My middle didn't understand. And it was just, it's, Mm -hmm. you're in the trenches. Like that age combination is really hard. And I feel like we're just getting out of it now, but I don't want to say that or jinx it because every stage is different, right? (laughs) It always changes. So I, yeah, that's a whole, a whole nother mindset thing is you go into each season of life, accepting it for what it is and Hmm. embracing it because you'll never get that stage back again and seeing your kids in another light. And I actually just had someone say to me, Oh, would you ever consider having a fourth baby? And like, listen, I love having children. And if someone handed me a one-year-old, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I take it with open arms. However, because I feel like as a family dynamic, adding another child in, it would just slot it. Like we have mm. the systems and routines in place and we're a very structured family, but I thought about it more. And it was more about if I had a baby now, I'm going to miss out on really embracing my kids right now. And I look at them and they're eight, six, and three. And not that they're old, but they're on Mm. the cusp of not wanting to be around me as much and not wanting to, you know, cuddle me. And I, I just, I'm Mm -hmm. loving this stage. And I just, I don't want that to be, not that it's taken away from you, but I just want to really be present in this stage. And I know myself having a newborn, like that is stressful. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. I'm loving where my business is right now and it's growing and I want that to be my focus, my kids and my business. And I'm in a really good place right now and that's where we're at. But it's just, it's interesting how different people have different thoughts and no and it's inspiring to hear you um describe you know how you are the stage that you're in and the fact that you're you've been able to grow a business that you're excited about and obviously not shying away from the fact that it's difficult both things right being a mom and a business owner um but that you've yeah found a way to make it happen is amazing 
I think it's funny. I think if somebody told me exactly what owning your own business would be like, I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) It's because it is a juggle. And when it is essentially your baby, you can never switch off from it. And I think you can keep showing up to the business because you love it and you love what you do. And I'm so grateful that I can do this Mm -hmm. from home and raise my kids and take them to school and be present at their activities and run a business. And you definitely have to love what you do because it is a juggle. And with kids, it it is hard, but fit my method is one of my (laughs) babies. Like it's been with me for so long and I, it's a part of me and I couldn't even Mm -hmm. imagine stopping what I'm doing. Yeah. So for sure. I'm on my second baby in terms of business. Um, (laughs) and it's really interesting to think about, yeah, like not being able to switch off, but for me in this work, that's like very similar to you and that you're working one-on-one with people and service. It's very different than before I had launched a tech startup. And so there was still impact in there, but I feel like just the human aspect of it takes away from the rigidity of like, I need to be on 24 seven, which I really appreciate. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's speaking with women and Mm -hmm. hearing their stories and helping them. And I think helping them keeps, keeps me going and hearing their success stories and their wins. Like I'll get a message and I'll tear up because I'm thinking, Oh my goodness. Like I remember day one and now you're on, you know, day 90 and you're, you're the changes that you're making and the way that these women are feeling. I'm just like, it's so rewarding. It is such a rewarding job that it keeps me showing up and wanting to help more and more and more because yeah, it's just, It's great. It's a great, great quote unquote job to have. I love it. Um, Before we get into the rapid fire, is there one story or one kind of client example or something that just like comes to mind uh, in terms of, yeah, impact and change that you've been able to have on her recently? Yeah, actually, I was just talking about it in my last group coaching, and I literally started to cry. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to cry. And I, I'm going to tell the same story, and I'm, I'm going to try to hold it together. But this client, we've been working together for over a year. I think it's about 18 months now, maybe even two years. I, I'd have to check. But she came to me quite nervous and shy to start. She was like, she was like, I'm a very private person. The thought of like, exercising, like Mm -hmm. lifting weights, doing before and after photos. Like she was like, all of it is just not me. And I said, you don't have to do any of that. Like exercise. Yes. But you don't have to do photos. And she, she did the photos and she was feeling quite self-conscious. Like she was saying to me that, you know, we're in Australia. There's a lot of beaches. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of sunny weather. She'd go to the beach with her kid and she wouldn't want to play in the water. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't want to take off her shorts or her t-shirt And she felt like she was missing out on her, she has two boys, on her son's experience at the beach. Mm. Here I go. Mm. (laughs) She messaged me from the beach saying, I'm in a bathing suit. I cried because I I knew her journey and I knew how Mm. much that meant to her to play with her kids and just be so present and enjoy that. And I'm like, that doesn't just happen, right? Like that's the effort she's put in and loving what she's doing. So no story. (laughs) Um, stories like that I get, and I'm like, it keeps me doing what I'm doing because I'm a mom 
And I've been there. Like, I didn't want to wear shorts for the first year I lived in Australia because I hated the way my legs looked. I was like, why do they look like this? And I wore maxi dresses and it's hot here. Like, I covered up all the time because I didn't love the way I looked. I didn't feel good. And that just that aside, but like so many of my clients, they mm-hmm. start there. I had, had another client that she said that she has never taken a family photo because she doesn't want to be in them. And that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. So stories like that, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, weight loss aside, it's that yeah. feeling that women are getting. Yeah. And that means more mm-hmm. than anything. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. In- I had to hold back. No, of course not. I had to hold back tears also because it is beautiful and because it is so much more than a woman in a bathing suit. Like it's so much more than that because two women could be the exact same shape in the exact same bathing suit and feeling completely different. Right. So it's really about the feeling that, yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And like, I always encourage my clients to find their why, like it's, you know, they say, oh, I want to lose 10 kilos or 20 pounds conversion wise. And I say, okay, but why? What's going to happen when you get there? What's Mm going to keep you on track in this healthy mindset? And they're like, yeah, but um, I don't know. So I can lose 10 (laughs) kilos. I'm like, no, no, no. But why? Right. So like my, my why for going to the gym, even when I don't feel like it or going for a walk when I don't feel like it is I'm a more patient mom, like 100% more patient with my children when I've worked out. And so I don't always feel like going to the gym. I don't always feel like going for a walk, but my why is stronger Mm -hmm. than my no, my excuses. And her why is I want to feel confident playing Mm -hmm. on the sand, playing in the water Mm -hmm. with my kids. So that keeps her going and that keeps her showing up. So that to me is like, yeah, you have to dig deep and in to find your why. It's never just, oh, I want to look a certain way. Well, why do you want to look a certain way? Why do you want to fit into those jeans again? Well, when I wear those jeans, I feel more powerful. I feel more successful. I want to wear that jacket that I used to wear to work, my blazer jacket. Well, why do you want to wear that? Because when I wear that, I feel like <laughs> boss lady, like just little things like that. And it's not just, oh, I want to be, you know, 10 kilos lighter. So mm. why? Why is that yeah. important to you? I so, love that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> All right, let's get into our rapid fire. Um, so these are questions that I ask everybody at the end of the podcast. They're not really that rapid. I call them that, but you can, you don't have to be. <laughs> I was like, I need to hold no, no. It's not at all. It's very chill. Oh gosh, I feel all the spot. <laughs> um, so don't worry, take your time. But this podcast is called Unlock Your Vitality. So how do you unlock your vitality these days? Is there like one habit or something that, really feeds your vitality or energy in you? Definitely working out. Honestly, I know it sounds so like, oh, fit my method, she works out. But for me, it's a mental health thing. I feel powerful. I feel strong. I feel confident when I'm lifting weights, when I'm mm-hmm. doing hard things like going to the gym because it's, it's always hard. Mm-hmm. It's never easy. And it makes me feel strong mentally and physically and that translates through everything I do so for me that is my number one and obviously like the obvious answer is my kids (laughs) like they keep me showing up each day the next one is what is something you've had to say no to lately oh 
this is a tough one. Um, lots of things. It's funny because in the past couple of years, I've really put up a lot of or created a lot of boundaries around saying no, because I, I always say when you say yes to this or that, mm-hmm. you say no to yourself. And I was at a point where, and like when I say recently, like this is a, you know, sort of a two year journey that I've kind of discovered this is that I was getting, feeling a little bit stuck and I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to form the quote unquote effort I was putting in, but it wasn't until I went, Hey, I can't mm-hmm. say yes to everything. I can't volunteer for this for everything. I can't do this play date th- this day. I had to say no in order so I could show up and do the things that elevated my life, like going to the gym. Cause you know, if you say yes to that play date, then you're not going to the gym. And because you know, busy mom I only had certain times that I could go to the gym and those times are in my calendar if I didn't get to that gym appointment Mm -hmm. then it wasn't happening so creating boundaries is definitely something and saying no to a lot of different I love that (laughs) the next one is what is on your nightstand whether there's like water a book oh one of these (laughs) chapstick Mm -hmm. And a book, always. I always have a book. I'm a big reader, big, big reader. It's funny. Chapstick is one that keeps coming up. I feel like my lips are often chapped, but I don't have it on my nightstand. <laughs> and specifically Carmax. I only use Love Carmax. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the next one is, if you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? It's going to work mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, just believe. Believe in yourself. I love it. So beautiful. Tara, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing conversation. Before we end, where can people find you? How can they find out about the Fit Mom Method? Tell us. Yeah, so a lot of people aren't on Instagram or Facebook. So you can go to www.fitmommethod.com. I'm at Fit Mom Method on Instagram. Fit Mom Method on Facebook, and it's M U M just for your North American <laughs> yes. listeners. I'm not M O M, and I'm going to send you the link to my free book so they can download that. I also have a free Facebook group that you can join, and I share lots of you know recipes and tips, and there's videos on there. Cool. So yeah, it's a good little community to be around. And if you're just thinking about thinking about starting your own health and fitness journey, it's a great place mm-hmm. to start. So I'll send you the link. I love to that. And those. we'll add all those in the show notes. But thank you so much again. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Everybody listening, we'll see you next week. Bye. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to share it with a friend. That's truly how we've been growing. Word of mouth has been amazing. And if you enjoy, you'd like to also rate and review. If you send me a little screenshot at unlockyourvitality at gmail.com, I will send you a free gut healing and bone broth recipes ebook that I've created. So yeah, you can do that if you feel called and you can just rate and review on whatever platform it is that you listen to the show. All right, everybody. Thank you so much and see you next week.